Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Psychic's Thoughts. Today, we are discussing Call of Duty once again. Um, I mean, some of you might look at this like, Jesus, he's talking about it again. What is he, just trying to get more streams? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what most people come to listen to. Like, when you look at all of my episodes that, and I've done like 25 now, ranging from different topics from movies to... Um, I think I did one about television to reviews on certain video games and, and consoles and uh, the history of certain things like Xbox or whatever. <laughs> but the most popular are always anything to do with Call of Duty. If it has Call of Duty in the title, that that makes the most streams. So, yeah, I'm going to keep doing those because it helps my channel grow. It helps reach new people. It keeps people consistent. But it's also a fascinating and important uh, franchise in video games. And Psychic Thoughts, just keep in mind, isn't just a podcast about video games. It's about everything that I really have uh, enough uh, to talk about for a sustained podcast episode because I am going off the top here. Um, I might have some bullet points, an outline of what I'm discussing. So there's some sequencing and some cohesion, but it's not scripted. Um, I, I do my research beforehand, but sometimes, um, I don't always have my numbers or figures accurate. Um, but anyway, and, and usually it's like a release date of something. Cause in my head, I'm like, I think that came out in 2007. And someone's like, no, it came out in late 2006. I'm like, isn't that almost two? you know? So it's usually stuff like that. But um, but I'm not doing Call of Duty as a cash grab. Uh, I, I don't talk about it unless I have something of substance to talk about. There are plenty of YouTubers and podcast channels that strictly talk about Call of Duty, and that's fine. But to me, honestly, there's not enough there. I mean, there's a lot there, but there's not enough for every podcast episode to be related to that. That being said, it is a benchmark of the video game industry, and in this channel, it also all uh, it often allows me to discuss video games more freely and for extended amount of time. Because on my social media, I'm either promoting a new album or I'm uh, talking about film stuff. Film is a little harder to promote, just so you know. I mean, I'm still working on films. I've made three or four in the past year, just not big ones that I want to share necessarily. I am working on a a better narrative production film right now. Um, and if it's good enough, then I'll share it. But especially right now, I, I was writing a, a actually a decent short film that I was going to get, you know, maybe four to six people to work on with. Um, I was really excited for it, and I was planning on making that, finishing it up and in, in finishing pre-production and shooting it in the summer of 2020, right after I finished Psychological, of course, Coronavirus shut things down, made it even harder, so I just decided to really gear myself towards making as much music as I can, improving that field, while also behind the scenes tweaking and improving the screenplay that I wrote as well as pre-production. So I'm still working on film. I'm going to school for it, so it's pretty constant. You just won't see it as much. It's harder to market, especially as I'm alone, because filmmaking is a collaborative process. Um... I have a new EP on the way. I've just released one on March 5th, The Brain Tapes Volume 2, streaming everywhere. Please go check that out. Um, but I am working on another one that is going to blow everything out of the water, and I'm excited for you all to hear that. Now, that's out of the way. Uh, let's get into the uh, actual reason why I'm talking about Call of Duty today. 
before we get into this real quick, I just as a disclaimer, I have some sources that I use from uh, books like Jason Schreider's uh, book on the video game industry to YouTube channels such as Clean Price Gaming, Downward Thrust, The Act Man, Game Ranks, and uh, just general video game or news publication outlets um, such as IGN, Kotaku, Metacritic. I, I'm careful about those ones because they are easily persuaded by incentives and money. Um, so I try to find all sources elsewhere, get general community opinion and formulate my own being a 15-year gamer so please keep in mind my sources aren't aren't always going to be absolutely correct but at the same time they're not false i'm not making shit up as i go um i'm usually basing this in the research and the observation i've done and just being a gamer for 15 years so um i don't often state that but i want people to know where i get some of my knowledge and and what i keep up with to uh keep my foot in the industry in terms of uh, being an observer and a fan of the video game uh world but at the same time i am going off memory so sometimes my memory fails me but i i usually am pretty solid in that range too because this is off the top i do have outlines i do have general things um sometimes written down but it's I just want to talk naturally. I don't want to be scripted. I don't want any of that. And I don't want to be distracted by that. I just want to flow with it. And sometimes I, I realize that that can be annoying. But um, if you can just kind of bear through it as I'm getting my thoughts together, um, I just want it to be unfiltered and, and raw. Unedited me. So, anyway, getting into it. Uh, Call of Duty, the, the reason why this all came up in the first place is... Um, and I and I said this before, I'm not just doing this to get more streams. Yes, Call of Duty helps me in that region, I'm not going to lie, but um, I don't just make Call of Duty episodes to get more streams because I need to. Um, I make them because something new is relevant to it, whether it's a new one because they come out annually. Um, so whether it's a review on that, an overlook of the franchise as it stands, or or just where it's going in the future. I made one that was pretty interesting, uh, an episode called... Call of Duty Titan of the Industry. Um, I really go in depth about their their overall impact in the video game industry and as a franchise. So if you're interested in those kinds of things, please go check that out because I really think that can paint a better picture. Um, because I'm not going over everything right now. I'm very just briefly touching on some things because I just want to get to the meat and bones of why I even sat down and decided to make an episode on this. And that is the future of Call of Duty. And it actually is going to pertain to another episode that's out called, um, uh, basically, it, it, the, the other episode is 2021, the turning point for the gaming industry. I haven't decided on a title yet. <laughs> I haven't published it quite yet, but it, it'll be out at the same time this episode is out as you're hearing this. And that I'm talking about. The video game industry franchise as a whole and why 2021 is actually a very interesting and pivotal year and i've been mulling over that thought for a while um for the past couple months on some things interesting about 2021 that i've been observing being a gamer being a fan looking at the news that is unlike anything i've seen in a very long time so um and call of duty is a big part of that but it's also doesn't feel like it's going to go the direction I was hoping for what would be a, a positive turning point for 2021's gaming industry. So there is a report, and I believe, if I'm correct, it's from Kotaku's writer, Jason, Jason Schrader. Actually, he left Kotaku, um, but he used to be 
their writer. He's a really good video game journalist. Um, but it's from Jason Schreider, wherever he works now. And he has some... Excuse me. Some inside sources from Activision about the new Call of Duty being made by Sledgehammer Games. And it is apparently... These, these are just rumors. These are leaks. These are not... Uh, official announcements or uh, valid in any way it could be completely different but usually these rumors and these sources are pretty reliable um the new call of duty will be set in world war ii but it's not completely accurate because it's more like wolfenstein wolfenstein sorry wolfenstein castle wolfenstein um anyway it's more like wolfenstein and uh man in the high castle sort of thing an alternate world war ii timeline where the war never ended if they take that route that's an interesting uh it's an interesting take um i'd be i'd be intrigued to see where that goes especially in campaign um new new rumors and reports suggest they are using the same engine that modern warfare 2019 was built on which is thank you jesus <laughs> why didn't cod uh Cold War, Black Ops Cold War do that. Uh, Treyarch had to build their own engine from the ground up. And while it's not terrible graphics and it's a massive improvement over Black Ops 4, they're under Activision. They're all Call of Duty. I know they're their own studio and they have to accomplish their own things, but and I don't fully understand the intricacies of it, so I may be putting my foot in my mouth, but why couldn't you just use at least the foundation of that engine because 2019 it's sad when the older game looks so much better than the newer game that's when you know you're not doing things as good as you could i mean call of duty black ops cold war looks like a 2019 2018 eh, 2017 2018 kind of graphic level game minor improvements um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, when it came out in 2019, felt like a 2022 graphically amazing game before, considering it was that beautiful on consoles, let alone PC. Holy shit, on PC it's even better. So, um, and it's because it was the first new engine they decided to build on since, like, 2009 or 10. So, that's just, it plays different, like, it feels much better. Like they didn't just improve the visuals of everything. They made everything move and flow and feel more kinetic, punchy, and grounded. And that's the style of Modern Warfare. It's the more realistic side, uh, you know. But still, at least keep the visuals and some of the movement. Because, man, that was, that was smooth. So anyway. Um, but the reports are alternate World War II universe with... Um, the same graphics engine, but my trepidation would be it's from Sledgehammer Games, and I don't want to be a dick, but I've never seen a good Sledgehammer game when they spearheaded it. Now, when they assist on other games, they assisted on Modern Warfare 2019, they assisted on Cold War, uh, those are great, those are fine, but um, Call of Duty World War Two burned me. That was... I mean, I was already repeatedly getting burned, but I'm a, I'm a history buff, and I really like World War II setting. I will almost always listen to somebody if they have something based in World War II. I at least listen to them, you know, because that's such a pivotal point in humanity. 
and it's so interesting and and horrifying when you look at the how World War II really worked. But my God, it was like there's so many routes you can take story wise and and character wise and setting wise i mean it wasn't just and and if you're just taking america's perspective okay you limit yourself a little bit to the uh you know atlantic and pacific theater but um but if you if you take all of the perspectives you've got I, I mean it's a world war for a reason you had australia and canada and france and uh, of course, all the Axis powers involved. You had um, strongholdings in Africa. Africa was a highly contested place that the Nazis tried to take over. And and those kinds of things aren't often looked at in American pop culture. You know, Indiana Jones and Sniper Elite 3 and a handful of things make some rare uh, exceptions. Casablanca. Um, Casablanca. Uh, you know, they, they do touch on other aspects and areas of war, but usually from the American perspective, it's, oh, you're, you're fighting the Nazis over in the Atlantic front and you're fighting the Japanese in the Pacific front and that's it, right? It's just a highlight reel and no doubt about it. it it's enough there to, to sustain the stories and entertainment. I'm just saying there's more to it. And even if you wanted to take American perspective, you can still show different facets. And Call of Duty, until Modern Warfare 2019, which I'm going to touch on in the next segment, um, lost its footing. That's what this whole intro is about. And I, I'm sorry I had such a long disclaimer and a build-up to all this. I just wanted to get the reason why I'm making this out of the way and kind of just let you know what this whole thing is about in case you don't want to listen all the way through. Um, but they lost their footing, and a lot of people pin, pinpoint it to ghosts, and I don't blame you there. I mean, I could see why that fell off, but for me, and I said this earlier, ghosts personally, I had no issue with. Nowadays, if I were to play it, I probably wouldn't like it, but I wasn't as disappointed as others were, and that's the circumstances I was in when I was playing it, so it just didn't affect me as much. Um... But I could see why. I mean, after Ghosts, you look at its trajectory and it, went, it fell off the map. Because you had a very, very strong, very strong time. I mean, 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I mean, oh my god. You had COD World at War. You had Black Ops 1 and 2. You had Modern Warfare 1 and 2 and 3. And I know 3 for a lot of people were was mediocre. But even then, it's still... a pretty solid game and it does end a trilogy it's actually like modern warfare was one of the first times it continued a storyline and so that was the peak of call of duty and anybody that was my age and lucky enough to be 10 11 12 13 14 13 you know when all that was going on maybe a little older we were lucky and then it took a dip in 2013 2012, late 2012, 2013, with Ghosts, then, what, Infinite Warfare, and uh, Advanced Warfare, and Black Ops 3, I heard, was okay, people actually said that's kind of the, uh, stood above the rest a little bit, and then 
And then Call of Duty World War II was a massive disappointment because I, I skipped most of those games. I played Advanced Warfare. And that's because I actually love Titanfall, and I have an episode in Titanfall 2. And they were trying to copy Titanfall. They were scared by that. Um, and Titanfall is a great franchise. Do not let Call of Duty's poor management of trying to copy them, you know, persuade you into not uh, attempting to play Titanfall. It's a phenomenal franchise. And I swear to God, if Titanfall 3 is literally just copy and paste what they did in Titanfall 2 with a few improvements and better marketing i'd be happy you know slap a get some new graphics on there add a few more customizable options keep the core gameplay there you know balance and tweak some things and make it marketable like it's a plenty marketable game on its own just give it room to be popular like apex legends and we've titanfall 3 will be a, a, a smash hit and it'll make people go back and play the other two so anyway, um, Call of Duty tried to copy that, and they failed miserably. Advanced Warfare's movement mechanics were okay, but they were not nearly as good as Titanfall. If you just wanted to have that kind of gameplay, you would play Titanfall, hands down. It's a more fun game. It's actually more fun than most Call of Duty games, I think. But um, that's too controversial to say as a gamer. So, <laughs> so anyway, I so it took a, took a big downturn i mean black ops 4 and black and world war 2 i did buy into advanced warfare i bought i skipped inf, uh, infinite warfare or whatever i skipped black ops 3 um because i was burned by advanced warfare so i decided to take a break from cod and thank god i did i got to play destiny even though that was kind of a disappointment but it gave me time to play other games um wolfenstein came out around that time and that just I'll do a whole, I have to do a whole episode on that because that's one of my favorite franchises. Um, Doom and Wolfenstein, both phenomenal. Their reboots, at least. I mean, the originals are great, but the reboots are also phenomenal. So, yeah, the, um, it, it just fell, it lost their, they, they, they lost the core idea of why they're, why they're relevant. And they cut campaigns to save on... I mean, it felt like Activision was just like, okay, fuck the game quality. We just need to put a Call of Duty out every year to keep people happy. And quite frankly, if you make a solid game that people can keep playing for two to three to four years, you don't have to worry about putting another game out. It lets that game expand and grow, and then it gets people... It builds its own... It's its own self-fulfilling hype train. So once the next one drops, people are already like, fuck yeah, let's just get the newer, better added on version that should be the general principle of games not we need three studios to turn out one call of duty every year uh, very rarely are they connected and when you do want something to pick up where it left off in campaign or in style or theme uh you have to wait two to three years and i pray to god that modern warfare 2 the reboot of that when they make that is just improving off modern warfare 2019 I pray to God, if that doesn't, I'm putting my faith in that, and I shouldn't, but I am. If that doesn't succeed, I don't know how I can hold on to COD anymore. Because they had this terrible cycle for almost five years of just disappointment after disappointment. World War II is not a good game. I mean, the hype was amazing. And I was excited to get a new engine, new graphics, a revamped look into exploring World War II from a big AAA franchise studio. But the gameplay was shit. Like, it was so fast. I mean, you might as well just put it in the future where everybody's moving at double speed 
and the guns had felt like paper toys and had no difference whatsoever. The progression was broken. Uh, microtransactions were crammed down your throat. In the story, the campaign, the one thing that they could have done, some you know, had some salvation in, because that's always an interesting narrative to dip your toes in World War Two. They were just like, yeah, let's just make it a traditional Saving Private Ryan meets Transformers bullshit. It was not even grounded in reality, and the times that they tried to be emotionally poignant, they already blew it because they allowed these unrealistic and way blown out of proportion scenes and set pieces to take place. So, it was a massive disappointment. Because even if you could bear through the campaign and get through that, and it was okay once, then what you don't want from a AAA game that's making a World War II piece, you don't want it to be eh, okay. You want it to be good or amazing um, when they have that much money and essentially that as much time as they would want to use. And then the multiplayer was boring. It's hard to make video games boring. It's one thing for you to personally lose interest or want to try something else out. That's natural. But for a game for the first after the first three hours and getting your feel of it, for it to slowly become boring so by a week of consistently playing it, you're like, okay, I think I get the idea. A demo of a game could do that, but an entire full package game? Could you imagine? That would suck. For the developers, for everybody involved, including the gamer. So that was a disappointment. And Black Ops 4 I was excited for, but it was also a disappointment. They cut the campaign. Why? What was the point? To, to fit a Warzone, to a Battle Royale sort of thing. Not Warzone, a Battle Royale thing. And Blackout was an awesome mode, but it didn't need to cut. You don't need to cut campaign for that. I mean, they did to put it out on that time frame, but they could have delayed. Nobody cares if it's annual. I don't think many people really care. It actually fucking sucks to have such a big studio who, where you want to play the most recent one to keep up with your friends and to stay in the multiplayer lobbies and have fun with it and learn the new some of the new things that are in it. Um, it sucks that it comes out every year because you can't even enjoy a game for an entire year. Modern Warfare 2019, I would have liked them to just drop that and not drop anything for three years. Keep doing maybe some DLC, some added content, maps, updates, of course. Um, but that game is so solid on its own that I could keep playing that for the rest of my life. That's what you want. And you want to allow that to, to breathe within your live online services. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Psychic's Thoughts. Thank you for bearing with me. That was a long, long intro. I had a disclaimer. kind of went over briefly a franchise. Some of the other episodes I've done, as well as in and out of the the rough cycle of Call of Duty. Um, so, yeah, that, that was not a good time. But and I, and I mentioned this before, and it was my first ever podcast episode, and this game means so much more to me because of that and because of other reasons. But Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 changed everything for the Call of Duty franchise going into the modern, the more modern generation, right? This came out a year before the new consoles, right? I mean, this is a big deal. And it delivered. I mean, it promised a lot. And whenever your Call of Duty 
player, a fan, a gamer in general, you just kind of have to be like, okay, that seems cool. I'm not going to lie. It seems cool. But we'll see it once we play it, you know? And not even play it in the first week. We'll see it in the few first few months of it because they add shit and sometimes they bloat the game and buck it over later. But it really, I mean, 2019 is an is an exceptional, and I I mentioned I'll mention this in my video game industry uh, podcast. It's an 2019 alone as a video game year is an exceptional year because it's a course correction year for so many large studios. We're looking at EA and Activision and um, and things of that nature where they're putting out games that are that are apology games. Sorry for all the controversy and backlash and fucking you over left and right for the past six years. I mean, 2019, when you look at it, dropped some of the best games we've seen in a long time. New games. Not just remasters and shit, but new games. And um, and that really speaks to the volume of how important you and, and me as players are and consumers and just advocates of saying, Hey, this is unfair. This isn't fun. Why are you making us pay more than we need to? This doesn't seem right. Can we change this? That's the importance of that because we can. And the, there is massive evidence of, of that. And so for Activision, Call of Duty 2019 Modern Warfare was riding on a lot because the original Modern Warfare is extremely important and um, to, to the franchise as a whole. It's just one of those things that that has been a beloved segment of Call of Duty. And that people, you know, really connected with and, and is a great game. The Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare is one of the best Call of Duty games out there. So to do a, uh, a reboot, a soft reboot of it is difficult. Because you have a fan base of people who were raised with those games and who expect nothing but better than that. And they do not care if you're Call of Duty. They omit all the fuck-ups you've done from Advanced Warfare and all those things because they know you're pinging off Modern Warfare. If you're saying you're making Advanced Warfare 2, nobody's raising the roof that high. Hey, if you just make it somewhat more fun, you do a phenomenal job. You get high praise. But this is different. And it's ballsy. But it was promising because it was a tonal shift and it was there's transparency like never before in a call of duty game when you ask the developers they're like yeah this is still call of duty but it's still it's more grounded it's a little slower paced you can peak angles we have a new graphics engine that looks phenomenal still to this day an absolute powerhouse of graphics for consoles and pc like um Finally utilizing that AAA budget that I've been waiting for. I mean, Jesus, I've seen better looking games from smaller studios before. And I'm like, why can't one of the most profitable industries with the most profitable franchise in that industry use some of that money to make their games 10 years more advanced looking and, and maybe playing and feeling than any other game? They could do that. Why don't they, right? I, I know it's more of a technical hiccups, especially with their development cycle times, but... My point being, I'm just, I was just amazed at the fact that, you know, that it looked that much better. And that's all because they're like, yeah, let's not reuse the same goddamn engine. And I really think if they didn't do a new engine and didn't really prioritize mocap and all those things, the game would not have conveyed and been the same. It wouldn't have played, felt, or it wouldn't have been the same game. Because 
what Modern Warfare 2019 did beautifully is it blended what would feel like realism. Now, I'm not a soldier. I've never been on the battlefield, so I can't say it's realistic, but I can say from what I what I have researched and what I do know, it does feel more grounded in realism um, than any other Call of Duty game I've ever played. It had a mode called realism. They're not fucking around. They knew exactly what they needed and what the fans wanted. That's what we need sometimes. Doesn't matter who's doing it, but as long as we get a few people who are confident in their ability to deliver what they've said they were going to deliver, but is also not beating around the bush. They said in their promos, this is more realistic. You've got night vision multiplayer maps. You've got realism mode, no HUD. You've got realistic ballistics for a video game, right? Uh, recoil, all guns feel a little different. They punch different. Movement is still fast-paced, but not super slow, you know, not as fast as, like, crack cocaine fast. It's it's a little slower-paced. Um, and the campaign is back. Full story. Cinematics, mocap. There is a there is a beginning, a middle, an end. There is heart, and there is horror. That's what they promised. And they showed off the game, and we're like, that's, that's the in-game footage? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to play a Watch Dogs card on us? You know, are you sure you want to show us in-game footage that where you're lying? It's not in-game, it's an engine, and you're like, well, that's what the game kind of looked like. I mean, a lot of studios do that when they're promoting their game. They show what CGI rendering, which isn't in the game, or isn't what the gameplay looks like, maybe a cinematic, which is a completely different studio that does, uh, does those usually. You want to fuck with us and try that one? Come on. But they didn't. <laughs> The graphics in the cinematics are, of course, better than the gameplay, but the gameplay graphics are pretty close to that quality. Like, you're, it's smooth, and I've played the campaign two or three times now. It's riveting. It's riveting. It's like a, uh, it, it's actually reminiscent of the first season of the new Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime. Great show if you haven't watched it. It is, it's realistic, and it's still following, it has some new characters, you follow Price, who is actually played by a gentleman who was a captain in a SEAL Team 6 show, which was a great show, unfortunately it was cancelled early on, um, so he already has the chops and the, the know-how on how to behave like a special ops soldier, um, and he nailed it. He nailed the mannerisms. He clearly was a fan of the, the original franchise, of course, the original Price will always be dear to our hearts, but this guy amazing um and the story was meaningful and horrifying and it a lot of people are like oh it's shocking oh, oh it's just trying to be no russian as an entire gameplay no russian if you don't know is the gameplay mission in modern warfare 2 i believe yeah where you go into a uh, russian airport as in your undercover as a russian terrorist cell and you shoot up a airport of civilians and it's skippable and you can or you can go throughout without shooting, but it was a big deal at the time, very controversial. It was part of the storyline, and it's fucked up, but it was how that story progressed, and it was an incredible story. But um, So people are like, oh, they're just doing the shock and awe thing. And they weren't lying. I mean, there are some shock and awe moments, and there are some genuinely disturbing and horrifying things. Not like gr graphic, like, oh, children get decapitated, nothing like that. But but it's it is, it's real. It feels, I mean, if you study war, you know that that shit ain't unusual. It's not uncommon to see what happens. I mean, watch American Sniper. You'll know pretty, pretty soon on how, how brutal it really is. 
the depravity of men when they're engaging in a conflict such as war. So it touched on that, and it, but it still followed its characters and their motives, and it still had an emotional and, and connective tissue. Right now, the plot's not complicated. You're hunting down these terrorists that commit these terrorist acts, right? It's not rocket science, but the the intricacies between and some of the dialogue is very powerful and had me had me feeling. And not many Call of Duty games do that. They don't make you want to be a part of the story. They make you want to play through sets, scenery, interesting things that you couldn't do in multiplayer. This not only did that, but it also you cared about the character? I did. I cared about Price. I cared about Farah and and uh, and Alex and everybody involved. The, it, it, Kyle. I mean, I, I liked the characters. I liked the perspective switches. I liked that the story introduced other perspectives of war, and it wasn't just an American hoorah, kicking ass, kicking doors. It showed the consequences of your actions, and it showed why you do it at the end of the day. And it had some realistic m missions that even spec ops were like, yeah, no, this is pretty realistic. So it's a phenomenal game all around. And it was beautiful for that to come out at the time it did. And of course, COVID-19 aside, it kind of set up where Call of Duty should be aiming for now. It set the bar, but it set it too high. And now that I'm looking at that, it set it way too high. I'm always happy that it's out there. I don't think it should have set it too high. I think they, if they could do it once, they could do it again. Maybe not the same way, but... They can keep that production quality and that that consideration of what the people actually want. But they didn't. And it's evident once Call of Duty Cold War, Black Ops Cold War, came out. And so we're going to get into that. So after Call of Duty Modern Warfare in 2019 set the bar, and disclaimer, we have to take into consideration the impact of COVID-19, how it affected the developers, their family, their, their work schedule, where they were able to work, the, the industry as a whole, right? All these things. Now, video games is notoriously able to slip through and not be too scathed by public engagement because it's mostly an online interaction and you usually buy your games online now. So they were able to avoid some of the same hardships that amusement parks and movie movie industry and um, even the music industry went through. Uh, so they're lucky in that sense, but that doesn't change the uh, that the fact that developers couldn't be in in studio with better I would assume better computers with you know better separation from home and work right that does help when you're at work and you're working on stuff you can focus on that more if you're at home and you got kids or you got life or, or you get distracted right uh, you know we've all experienced that into some capacity at least if you're in america so that's um that clearly has impacted a lot of video games that being said my thought always is delay it. I mean, Jesus, they delay movies all the time because they want to get them right. You can delay it. And they delay games. I mean, they've delayed games that can... I mean, there's some games that have been delayed for 8, 12 years, 15 years. I mean, Cyberpunk was delayed a lot, and it should have been delayed even more. And that's that's a testament to how complicated these things are. And I don't think any gamer... Sure, they get upset when you delay stuff, but... Think of it this way. 
if Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, which is universally praised, sure, it's got its hiccups. It's not the perfect game, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's a high, high quality. If that game, let's say, got delayed by six months and didn't come out in October of 2019 but came out in early, mid-2020, First of all, just so you know, as a video game industry, wouldn't delay such a big release and release it in the summer. If they delay it, they're releasing it in the fall of 2020 because they want to get in on that holiday season stuff. But even then, so if they did that and the game turned out the same or maybe a little more polished and balanced, sure, people might be upset that they don't get to play it that fall. But especially for a franchise such as Call of Duty who annualizes their games, nobody would complain if the game's good. Cyberpunk suffered that, but reverse. They delayed their games quite a bit. It took them over eight years to make this game since they announced it. They shouldn't have announced it that early. They should have announced it in 2018 with that gameplay footage. And then they should have said, we don't know when this is coming out. And they should have delayed it by a year. I, I would have. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I mean, you play that game, you're like, God damn, this needs more improvement. Right? And so... And as, as long as that game took for Cyberpunk, and as great as it is from its core standpoint, I mean, it's a really well-written and, and fun game, it doesn't play. And it's, it actually got worse before it got better, and I, I couldn't even keep up with it. That's not a good sign, because I was a big fan of it. I logged 50 hours into that game in the first two and a half months. 50 hours, and I'm no longer playing it just because it's still not working. And apparently a new patch came out, which massively improves it, and I'll look into it. But my point being, um, if they delayed it a year, yes, yes, people would have been furious. But if the game came out and was as good as was anticipated, at least met realistic anticipation standards and hype, wouldn't have had the backlash. Call of Duty Cold War, on the other hand, had no hype. In fact, I don't think people really wanted it. I'm gonna, I'm not kidding. I, I didn't, and none of my friends did. Everybody was enjoying Modern Warfare 2019 so much, and we were just praying to God that maybe, maybe they wouldn't. They would stop the annual cycle because they just put out a game that if they just gave some support, some DLC, some new content updates, right, seasonal stuff. We don't love battle passes and season passes, but it's better than what used to be. At least it's purely cosmetic. You On free tier, as long as you keep playing the game, you get the new guns and the new stuff that affect gameplay. Okay, that's all right. You get new maps and new updates and fixes for free. I can't really complain there, so that's okay. Um... And you actually, if you play enough and you get through, you only really need to buy the season pass once if you play consistently. Because then you make COD points enough to buy the season pass every time. That's what I did. I bought the season pass once uh, for COD 2019. I loved it so much. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll shell out a few bucks to speed this up. And I did. And I figured out, holy crap, I can, if I just keep playing this game. And that was really the only game I played multiplayer-wise consistently. And... I never had to pay for a season pass again, and I played through four seasons of it, which would, like, save me almost 80 bucks if I paid for it. So, you know, it's one of those kinds of things. It's really interesting when you look at it like that. But everybody was liking that game. Warzone came out. That was popular. You know, 
there are balancing issues, there are fixes needed, there are camping things. People didn't love the open maps, which is fucking insane because people were com complaining about the three-lane map, so you'll never make everyone happy. But that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it was a well-received and high-praised game. So you didn't need Black Ops Cold War. And it wasn't ready. I don't care who you say. That game, that game was actually, the reason why Cyberpunk didn't affect me as much as other people is, A, it actually played okay. It did crash quite a bit, and that was annoying. But it always saved. I didn't have, I had the occasional visual hiccups. But for the most part, and frame rate stuttering, that got annoying. But within the first two weeks, there was a patch that reduced crashes and smoothed out fa uh, frame rate stuttering for Cyberpunk. So that made it pretty much playable. There was another patch that came out a couple weeks later that pretty much fucked up my version of the game, and I don't know why. So anyway, and I think they've remedied it, so I can't hold that against them, but I just kind of fell off, got distracted with BR and a bunch of other things. VR, not BR. So, not Battle Royale. So, um, yeah. But Call of Duty Cold War was not ready. They needed another year. I mean, just from a technical side, the reticles didn't work. I could not aim down sight. Nothing appeared every time I play. And I don't have the most powerful console in the world, but I have an Xbox One X, and that should do okay to run a triple game that's built for consoles. Built to sell on consoles. I mean, it's built for PC as well, but let's not kid ourselves. It's aiming for the console market. So, um, that was annoying. And it crashed more than Cyberpunk, and it just, shit didn't work. It was a broken game from launch. And it wasn't just like one of those, oh, it's broken for a couple days, or a couple... I could, I could do two weeks. I understand. You, you got a lot of things going on. You got to patch it. It was broken for a month and a half for me. They didn't do a significant improvement on those things until recent. Uh, a few things to keep it a little better, but I genuinely just couldn't play multiplayer that much. I got into it for a while. I liked it. It was okay, but it wasn't as fun as Modern Warfare 2019 to begin with, just from a core gameplay standpoint, and it was broken, so it really made me not want to play it. I will say, and I've said this in my review, Call of Duty Zombies was a massive standout and probably one of the best zombies I've ever played. Now, I'm a Black Ops 2 fan at heart, but the zombies was phenomenal. Oh my god. If they just package it, and I said this before in a separate episode, a Legacy Edition, I mean... The maps, there's only two maps for the main zombies mode, but they allow you to bring your weapons, the customizations, the the opportunity for progression. Now they added Outbreak, which is genius and really fun to play. It's a combination of kind of like uh, Warzone and, and zombies, and you just survive and get to the next phase, do objectives, and get better upgrades, and they, they expanded on all the things you can upgrade when that came out. So, zombies? is almost worth the entire price of admission for Black Ops Cold War. If you just if you're just here to play zombies for that if you can get a little bit of a discount, like get it for forty or fifty bucks, I I'd say that's worth it, honestly. That alone. Campaign is okay. A lot of people liked it. Didn't really get me as much. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was okay. Um and multiplayer is fun, but not that fun. So overall as a package the game's okay. And zombies is the only reason that, for me, that what keeps it consistently in the okay territory and even leaning on good as uh, overall. That's not, that's not great considering Modern Warfare 2019. I consider to be a masterpiece in his, 
phenomenal. And I don't often say that for a franchise or a Call of Duty game, let you know. Uh, so the bar was set too high. They didn't get enough time to work on this, and it suffered for it. And I don't think people will play it the same way they do Modern Warfare. And Warzone's even expanded and grown from that. And it's its own free-to-play mode, and they've added a Rebirth Island, and apparently they're going to nuke Verdansk or something, and there's some outbreak zombies going on, and they've done cross-play so you can progress your weapons from Cold War and Modern Warfare in Warzone. That's awesome. And I've been having a lot of fun playing with my friends on Warzone so that's cool. Um, but that's that's Call of Duty War, uh, Cold War's Black Ops history. Zombies and Outbreak, phenomenal. I think that's what most people remember it for, and most research I've done into it. Campaign was okay, multiplayer is meh, okay, it's fun. And uh, briefly, it's not like I'm having more fun in Titanfall 2, and that game is almost three or four years old and way more fun. And way more polished, even from release day. And it didn't have as big of a budget and marketing power. So, um, yeah, that's that's the shame. And, and that's what scares me. I was really hopeful, because Modern Warfare 2019 turned around this rough cycle of COD and gave it a rebirth. And, and all, by all means, I mean, it really just changed my perspective on where the franchise was going and showed me that there's still a pulse underneath that hard carcass of monetization and capitalism impeding your ability to create fun and entertaining games. And, and Modern Warfare 2019 broke through that and, and reached a lot of people. It was actually one of their highest-selling games of all time. Unfortunately, Call of Duty Cold War Black Ops also was, and that's really, I would say, because it was coming off the heels of Modern Warfare. And so, so many people just thought, oh, well, it's an improvement off that using the Black Ops formula. But it wasn't. And you still have so many people playing Modern Warfare 2019, not only because it's a great game on its own, but probably because this new game was such a disappointment. So that's a shame because it literally took one of the best steps forward, and it's not an impossible step to at least just gradually improve upon, and then they took a massive step backwards. And I, once I played the beta, I already knew it was going backwards, but I'm like, I'm still going to buy into it. My friends are going to get it, and I'm interested to see what zombies do. And that was fun. So, yeah. That really just stole the thunder, I would say. Now, Warzone, Warzone's still going strong. It's still selling like hotcakes, so you don't have to worry about Call of Duty dying. I hate when people are like, is this the end of Call of Duty? Will it die? No, fucker. It's selling more than it's ever sold before. It's not going anywhere. Um, but it needs to... It needs to just listen. The developers, the studio, Activision, whomever's making whatever game, they need to listen and realize that Modern Warfare... And just look. I look at the reviews. Modern Warfare 2019 generally is loved. Cold War is meh. Cold War came out a year after Modern Warfare 2019. So there's no excuses. It should have built upon some of those things. Even though it's a different studio and a different uh, franchise, and sub-franchise within it, it still could have built off some of the principles and mechanics, but it didn't. And that's the issue. Anyway. So that's that's just been the past two years, three, two and a half, yeah, about two years of Call of Duty. It's been some of the best and some of the weirdest in terms of mediocr mediocrity. 
So now I'm going to, after this break, I'm going to do one last uh, little segment on what the future may hold. Stick around. Okay. So we've been over the brief downfall of it, the amazing uproar of Call of Duty in 2019, and kind of the mediocre landing spot we're at right now with 2020. And now that we're in 2021, as the game you know grows in different way, ways and improves, we're at this crossroad, this turning point, which is why 2021, another reason that highlights 2021's significance in the gaming industry. Um, this turning point, Call of Duty has choice. <laughs> and I, ah, God, I'm so scared. They can go one of two directions. Now, Modern Warfare 2 will inevitably come out at some point. Hopefully it is as good or at least an improvement over Modern Warfare 2019's version. If it is, we can at least have some faith in that segment of it. And I swear to God, if it isn't, I'm going to lose my mind. But for a franchise as a whole, it flip-flops all the time now, and I don't know why. I guess communication is harsh there, but this is not rocket science to me. Take what works and what sells and what people generally like and do it. Just listen to the feedback. So many people... I mean, how many times are you going to hear about skill-based matchmaking? It doesn't work. People don't like it. It's a broken system. No Call of Duty players like, yeah, I think I like that. The majority of people are against that to the point where they want to create a uh, a rally of sorts, much like the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut rally, to fix it. And Activision doesn't give a shit because they're printing money. And it costs money to fix things. Of course, they have enough money to do it, which never makes sense to me. Improve your longevity before you cut yourself off at the knees is what I think, but they sometimes decide to do the right thing with Modern Warfare 2019 and, and switching season passes, not sticking with microtransactions. And, um, but then they fuck you over in other areas, and it's weird. It's so weird. Get rid of the annual cycle with Call of Duty. Give us two to three years to breathe experience let the developers have time to develop a full polished game so we have time to fully enjoy a game to let it breathe to let its services play on to not milk us for fucking money and yeah that's such a healthy cycle give it a two to three year cycle that way modern warfare 2019 will still still kept uh could keep being played and then you know and as they're making some small improvements and updates and stuff, they can start kind of getting the groundwork for Modern Warfare 2 and then really go into full production as um, after two to three years of uh, Treyarch making Black Ops Cold War, right? And then that game would be far far more polished, probably better, more fleshed out, and then we could play that for a couple years, and then Modern Warfare 2. That seems like a much healthier cycle. And if you do that, you don't need Sledgehammer games. You can use Sledgehammer and Raven as backstops to help process all that workload to come and fix and help and tweak and, and be uh, backup reinforcements to really help these two main studios. Because really, only franchises people care about within the Call of Duty franchise is Black Ops and Modern Warfare now. It's the only one you've been feeding us. Don't don't try to think World War Two is kicking off a new franchise. That's ridiculous. Black Ops and Modern Warfare, those work those sell. People want them. You've got two great studios who know what they're doing. Give them time to do it. Give them time to work and, and the money. And let the games that they make, these masterpieces, 
let us have them for more than a year. Let us be able to play them without being rushed to buy the next one. And then have Raven and Sledgehammer go full force and help expand. Jesus, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a video game expert and I'm not the smartest man in the world, but that seems so much so much more efficient. You I nobody will play every Call of Duty game ever and it's getting annoying. It's honestly getting annoying that you do it every year. I don't like it when sports games does it. That feels like just a cash grab because they don't even improve on the games. At least you guys have some diversity with different subgenres and you improve in certain mechanics. But you also take step backwards and it's because you don't give your developers enough time. Treyarch is a phenomenal developer, as is Infinity War. I bet Sledgehammer's plenty good too. But you have these studios that are working on COD games and that's fine. Give them time to work on it. Fix skill-based matchmaking. Make sure that when you make a game like Modern Warfare 2019, that sets the trend for future games. Change your annual cycle. Let developers have more time. Let gamers have more time. That's the most reasonable outcome for me. And you still have DLC, new content, so it doesn't get stale, but, you know, come on. Anyway, so the future of Call of Duty is iffy at that. You've got two paths. You can take the smarter path of at least continuing the upward trajectory that Modern Warfare 2019 started in establishing faith of the base community and the core of uh, the COD fan base at least by saying yeah we're going to fix these issues yeah we're going to fix skill base yeah we're going to keep doing better by you we're going to improve Warzone right they don't do enough for Warzone surprisingly I mean for all the money that that's making them and the relevancy that that's keeping people playing at least a Call of Duty title of sorts and as fun as that game is and it is they only have added one new map in an entire year year and a half almost yeah an entire year it's not a lot and they've only they've added a handful of good guns and equipment and stuff and some new game modes which is fine and balancing but they're gonna destroy verdansk apparently that's the rumor that's stupid why would you do that you're not fortnite don't destroy verdansk people are just now getting familiar with that that's a massive map and it takes a long time to learn and they're just getting comfy with it and confident, or at least just, you know, it's not the perfect map, but it's a fun one. It's a good one to start on. Just build another one. Why do you have to destroy it? I mean, if you destroy part of it to change the layout, okay, I guess. But if you completely wipe it and replace it with a new map, I don't know. I mean, let's just look at Rebirth. Rebirth's a plenty fine map, but it's not that good. Could you imagine if they placed all their hens in that? Chickens in... What's it? Eggs. <laughs> Same idea. If they placed all their eggs in that basket and said, yeah, we're going to destroy Verdansk because Rebirth is going to be the new hot map. And they're going to play on the Rebirth wordplay and all that. And then it turns out it's just like Rebirth and you're like, eh, I wish we had Verdansk. That would suck. Of course, you would only play Rebirth because you're forced to, but that's not what players want. And you do not need to kill off your Warzone fan base because then you fuck yourself for future installments of the game. So, like I said, they're at a crossroad. They can go one of two ways. Most likely, they're going to go the, the the stupid way. Honestly, it's just stupid. They're going to go in the route of Sledgehammer making that World War II game with an alternate timeline, unless it's phenomenal, which I hope it will be, because that, that, that concept I like. I love Wolfenstein. It's one of my favorite franchises. So don't get me wrong when I say that's a terrible idea. It's a great idea. I just don't know if COD could pull it off. If... Everybody from Modern Warfare 2019 says, 
Since we released Modern Warfare 2019, we've only been working on this game. We're going to make Modern Warfare 2 later, but we really wanted to try this out as an offshoot. Maybe make it 40 bucks and say, we're trying this out, and we want to see how this goes. I'd be down for that. That means they're allowed to experiment, and they're, they're building off what they did, and they're trying new things. That's fine. But for Sledgehammer, who, who's, who screwed up World War II stuff, like, I would not give it to them. I would give it to somebody else who could do World War II. <laughs> if someone sets a building on fire by accident, you, you know, you don't need to castrate them for doing it by accident. Um, you don't give them a matchbox later in the new building. That's just stupid, right? So you're just setting yourself up for hurt. Unless they pull through. Unless they get enough help and have had enough time and really push through and make this game great, which, of course, we all want and would hope. But if they don't, then you've just lost an entire year's worth of... Nobody would want to play that if it doesn't work, right? World War II, that COD World War II game might have sold a lot initially because on the namesake of being Call of Duty, and that's never something you want to put your benchmark on. But the player base died off in the first six months. Which made you have to make a game even faster. Which isn't good. So, unless it is really a masterpiece and taking a different route. Maybe if it's not a traditional COD game. Maybe if it's just a full story game. There's no reason not to. You, fuck it, go back to Spartan times. Try an Assassin's Creed. Try an RPG. A small $30 RPG game. There's no reason not to. You can experiment and while still keeping the main kind of Call of Duty package that people expect every couple of years. And you still have that Modern Warfare 2 and that next Black Ops come out, but you can try offshoots of different things while you're at it. There's no reason not to. You've already established yourself. You know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But I, I do hope the best. I do. If it is a World War II alternate universe game, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'd love for that to do well, and I'd love for Sledgehammer to give faith in their name again i i pray to god this that you know we get a new modern warfare 2 and that that's as good as everyone's hoping and that warzone stays on the right track but call of duty i was cheering on for 2019 hopeful for 2020 and now i'm looking at it i'm like oh my god you guys how did you how did you take such an easy step backwards when you could have just taken a step forward and that's what scares me a little bit so as we're at these crossroads we'll see and I'll keep you up to date as uh, as the news and as what we see goes on. Because 2021 is a big season for games. Uh, a lot of new games and content and things going on. And that might actually drown out Call of Duty in general. Because Call of Duty's been able to maintain their uh, superiority right now. Not only because they made a great game, but because there hasn't been much direct competition to them. Sure, there's been plenty of other games, but Battlefield hasn't come out with a new game that has been in direct competition for a while. You don't have many other first-person shooters that can even hold a candle or take away from COD or put pressure on them. So they've been freely roaming and, and doing their own thing. So we'll see as pressure applies to them from other industries. That not other, well, other developers in the industry. So anyway, thank you for sticking with me. Please go check out my 2021 gaming industry turning point. That's more overview of gaming industry as a whole, but it's a real interesting one. Thank you all, and I hope you have a good day. Peace.